In the beginning, the word was with God. That word became the foundation of all we have, know, and do. That word, Christ, became our hope for the future and a better life with Him. Join us at RCCG Warm and Glory Tabernacle as we dig our roots into His word and grow towards His light. We have been looking at, who can tell us what we have, remind us of what we have been looking at? Divine perception. The perception is to be able to sense, in other words, to come to an understanding based on your senses. For example, we say that when you sense that, you know, when you sense that your stomach is rumbling, you know that it's time to feel it, right? When you sense that you are tired, it is time to... When you sense that I put my hand somewhere and I sense that, oh, this is getting really hot, it is time to remove it, take it off. That in the same way, in the same way we have, um, just as we have physical perception, there's also what is known as spiritual perception. And we have looked at the advantages, we have looked at the disadvantages, we have looked at the fact that, you know, we have looked at so many things. And again, um, I know that there have been some people here that were, that were not here, but the, the advantage is that, um, you know, you are a spirit. Everybody here is a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in my body, in this body. The you that is you is not your body. You live in the body, but you are not your body. Because when we die, we go, when we die, this body does not go with us. Okay? We have looked at that. And we've also looked at the fact that when we are born again, we are born as children. We are born as children. And that God desires for us to grow. God, there's a desire, there's a desire that God has for us to grow. And God loves us as children, but he would rather that we become, we grow and become sons. And one of the uh, part of the things we looked at, we looked at this last week as part of the things that we saw that if we do not grow, what happens? What are the things that we looked at when, of, when we do not grow? What, do we, what happens when we do not grow? We are not connected. Yes, well, we might, we, we are connected because we are now born again. But does, you know, that might be sufficient. That might be sufficient for us to get to heaven, right? But growing makes sure that we can spend or get our inheritance here on earth. Last week, we looked at the fact that when we are the child, as long as the heir, as long as he's a child, is no different from a servant, even though he'll be Lord of all. That means he will not, number one, he will not be able to access his, his inheritance. As long as he is a child, he will continually be told what to do. He cannot decide to up and go wherever he wants. 
he will be told what he can or cannot have, right? What you can or cannot have. As long as you remain a child, you will be told what you can or cannot have. You will not know why, because you will not have an understanding of what is going on. We've looked at this last week. Sometimes we'll be asking, oh, why am I, I've been praying for this. God, you have not answered me. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. Right? And because you have not grown, you, the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the holy is understanding. Are we together? So, the Bible makes us to understand that God desires that we grow. We also looked at the fact that, you know, and, and I'm not going to go through all of that, um, but where, part of the things that we desired was, um, part of what we wanted to know was what we needed to know to grow. We looked at the fact that, number one, that God wants us to grow. Before we can grow spiritually, we have to be born again. Before we can grow spiritually, everybody has a spirit but you have to be born again. That means that stay away from anything that does not glorify God to grow your spirit or to, you know, for your spirit to grow. We saw that you must be born again. And anything outside that, because Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Any method that tells you to access the spiritual realm or to access your to grow your spirit outside of god we've said please don't do it don't do it because it comes with its risks because we don't it's you're accessing what you do not understand and it has dire consequences in most cases so we also looked at the fact that god is light right god is light he, uh, he well god dwells an approachable light. We saw that um, after being born again, the next thing, next item there is that you need to study the word of God. Second Peter 2.2 2 says, like newborn babes desire the milk of the word. The Bible says the entrance of his word brings light and understanding to the simple. You have to make sure that as you study, as you read the word of God, it does something to you. It does something to your spirit, right? So that enlightenment is what we saw in Ephesians 1.18 that says, I prayed, Paul was talking, he said, I pray that, that the eyes of your understanding be opened, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Why? So that you may know what is to come in the future. So sometimes what happens is this, that for us to be able to, act, by able to grow or the more we access or the more we grow our spirit, what happens is that one benefit is, is that we begin to know what will happen in the future. We looked at some cases, we looked at some benefits. And then the, last, the next thing we did talked about was we talked about to honor God and the things of God. Honor God and the things of God. And we looked at the, some of the things about dishonor. And that usually if you do not understand something, don't make fun of it. Right? Because with dishonor, we said honor is making heavy. Because honor comes from the word kabod. And to honor means to make it heavy. So to dishonor is to make it light. 
to say, well, it doesn't matter. Well, it's, it's, it's rubbish because you do not understand. And then we saw the risks of some of those things. And that was number three. And number four, we started on number four, which was sonship. And that is actually for us to grow into, into sonship. Yeah, sonship. <laughs> so sonship, we started looking at it. And again, the scripture there is for us to grow into our inheritance. Without being able to grow, we will not be able to access our inheritance. We have an inheritance for us. But you see, that inheritance is not for the kingdom, or is not for when we get to heaven. It is for here on earth. The inheritance of God for us is not just in heaven. It is here on earth. Part of the things you, we have to understand is this. Speaking in tongues does not work in heaven. Word of knowledge does not work in heaven. Healing of the sick does not work in heaven. There will be no sickness. So those are some of the inheritance. Having wealth does not work in heaven because the streets will be made of gold. So any inheritance that you have to access is here on earth and needs to be accessed here. So for you to be able to access that inheritance, you need to grow. So we saw that you, are, you become a servant as you become born again. That yes, you are a servant. You are a child. That means your child equates to a servant. Galatians 4.1 The heir, you own everything. Everything is for you. Everything is prepared for you. Does not differ from a servant. The heir, this is your inheritance. But you will not access it. God will make sure. He will lock access until you are grown. That even the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth, he could not access it or access everything until he was grown. And then we also saw the fact that the, um, what's it called now? The way things are, the way things happen in the spiritual, it's not the same things, it happens reason it happens in the physical. And we looked at the different things and the different things and the different things that we need um, or things that happen. We did different, you know, we saw different things. We saw that time does not work the same way, right? Because, you know, we saw time and time does not work the same way. The Bible says that a thousand years is like a day. So, which means that everything that we are looking for, everything that has happened in the past 1,000 years is one day to God. It's like one day. So, that means that when God says, I will bless you, right? If you are asking God and you are saying that, God, I have been waiting for five years. God, I have been waiting for 10 years. God, I have been waiting for 50 years. God looks at this as one day. Oh, this wickedness has been happening for 
generations. How long? 200 years. God looks at it as one day. So that means that the way we count time is not the way God counts time. That means, as he says, the Bible says that God is not slack concerning his promises. Concerning it at the appointed time. When God says, now is the time, that is when it will happen. We saw that, you know, like, as in the case of the children of Israel. How long were the children of Israel in, in, in Egypt? In, in, in captivity for 400 years, right? If we, for those of us who don't know, they were in 400 years. And then God said, I have heard. So they started crying and it took it 400 years for you to say, okay, 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 okay. Now I have heard. Right? So that means that the afflictions or the pains, the light affliction that you are going through, as the Bible says, is only but... A moment, one moment, whatever you think you are going through, it is only for one moment. Oh, I've had this pain for so long. It is a moment. Oh, this thing is not happening. It has not been happening for so long. A moment. Oh, this is what I, you know, I've been, I wanted to do this. God does not answer me. It's a moment. Oh, you know, that was then. I know better now. It's a moment. Time does not work the same way. Okay? Time does not work the same way. So, so today, today um, our text, we are going to take our text from First uh, Timothy five six. First Timothy five six. First Timothy chapter five verse six. If they are spending their time running around gossiping, seeking only pleasure, and thus you really. So you see that that's one. It says they they are they are they might be seeking pleasure, as in being only sensual. Being things that are just for this world and this world alone. If you are only living, another translation puts it that if you live only based on the pleasure, sensual pleasure, satisfaction, the gratification of yourself here and now, you are, though you are alive, you are dead. So part of what we have seen is that when we become born again, our spirit becomes alive. But when we are alive, what happens? If we live for only sensual pleasure, what happens? It's the wages of sin. So it's like, whenever you sin, it's like death <laughs> comes to your spirit. So that means that Everything we see, everything we do, everything we see, everything we do, we are either growing or we are not growing. In essence, we are dying. So in the, in the realm of the spirits, in, in spiritual matters, God only sees it as growth 
There is no standing in one spot in spiritual matters. So that means that if you are not growing from yesterday, you are not the same as yesterday. So it's like rolling a boulder up a hill. Right? Either you keep moving or it pushes you back. If you say, oh, let me get a wedge. (laughs) Sometimes that is the way it works. Okay? So today we are going to be looking at characteristics of children. How do you know when somebody is a child? How do you know when somebody... How do you know? How can you access yourself to know whether you are a child? Right? So... There are different levels of sonship, but I cannot preach it because me myself, I cannot, I am not, I haven't gotten there yet. But the first one that I know that I have passed is being a child. I've passed that one. So when you are a child, the first thing, how do you know when you are a child? Let's go to um, John, John chapter 15, verse 14 and 15. Because Jesus Christ said in John 15, 15, 14, 14 and 15. And you are my friends if you obey me. I no longer call you slave, for a master doesn't confine in a slave. Now you are my friends, proved by the fact that I have told you everything the Father told me. Mm. So you see what he says. He says, number one, if you do what? Verse 14, what does he say? If you do what? Obey me. So Jesus Christ is talking here and saying, look, if you do what I ask you to do, I will call you. So what does that mean? Does that mean that you are the one that determines when you grow? Okay. You oppose it. What do you what do you think, sir? We have agreed in both cases that you are now born again. Both in both cases, whether your case or what she said, what you said. Yes. Yes, you are born again. No, you both have the Holy Spirit. The question is, do you determine when you grow? Do you determine when you grow? Whoa, whoa, whoa. One second. So it's the Father in heaven that will tell you that you have grown or you will grow. That you have grown. That is after you have grown, right? Okay, so the question again, sir. Is it you that will determine when you grow? Is you. That's what she said. So, you see, part of what she said is when you obey God, 
Sorry, say that again. You know that you are growing. When... So this is where you say, do you, do you understand where we are coming to? As long as you are having a problem obeying, you are still a child that is still growing. Try and understand. There's nothing wrong with being a child. Yes? You see, that is physically. This is, that is physically, right? That is physically. Now, listen, listen, sir. Physically, whether you, whether you talk to a child, whether or not you talk to a child, a child will keep growing physically. Spiritually, it is not the same. Fault is to obey. So it doesn't mean that you never stumble. It doesn't mean that you never fall. But it just means that you are constantly seeking to be in obedience. So if you are constantly doing that, it means that you also recognize when you fall short and you're like, oh, I didn't quite get it right this time. God, I need, you know. Yeah. Yes, ma. When you start taking responsibility yes. so so you see one of the things that happens is this let's look at it this way when a child is growing and you a child after it, you keep doing something for a child over and over and over after a while the child will say i can do this myself what is the child saying i can take this i've got this i can do this I can take responsibility for that. Are we, are we together? So, a child, as long as you are not obeying, if you are not obeying, you are still a child. Whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not, what happens is, the Bible says, do you not know? That you are servants to whom you obey. So if I yield myself to the flesh, I am a servant to the flesh. If I yield myself to the spirit, I am a servant to the spirit. But that the process of obedience is important. So how do you know a child? If I tell him, sit down, he will sit down. But then he will get up again and run around. That's a child. There's nothing, again, there is nothing wrong with being a child. If I tell him, go and eat your food, he will go, he will eat, and then finish and run around. If I say, go to bed, he will go to bed. He'll come out. He'll go to bed. I say, oh, yes, I am not tired. Like the popular saying in my house. It's like, I'm not tired yet. You know, I'm not tired. Then you have to say, you know what? Go to bed. 
Then you say you pull out the daddy card or you pull out the mommy card and you say, no, no, it's time for to go to bed. Why? Because they're a child. They are children. Because they are children, they are looking, they cannot, they cannot, they do not always obey. Please. They will not always obey. Come and sit down. Come and sit down. They will not always obey. So a child is no different from a servant. So, as long as they are children, number one, a, a, a characteristic of a child is the, the, the difficulty with which they can obey. It's not as though they, they are bad people, right? We're not saying, you know, but they are saying, we're saying that when you are a child, as you start to obey, you find out that you, you grow. So if you are not obeying, you are not growing. That's the first thing. That's how you know a child. That's number one. Number two, they are only concerned with gathering riches on earth. They are not interested in any other thing. Let's go to the book of Luke 19, uh, Luke 12, 19 to 21. Luke 12, 19 to 21. Luke 12, 19 to 21. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many good laid up for you. Many years, take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Mm -hmm. Then those who's who then whose will those things be which you have provided so it is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward god so so it is for he who lays treasure that is not rich towards god that is not rich towards god if you are not rich towards god what happens is the bible says you are still a child but what does that mean? A child will say, I want, I want, I want. Like a child will say, I, you know, like the example I, I used last week was the one of Willy Wonka, the movie that we watched. And it's like, I want a squirrel and I want a pony and I want a, uh, I want a goose. Or I want, I want, I want. People just, children just, all they ask for is what their wants are. And all they will do is keep taking the wants and piling it up and piling it. But I just gave you one thing. What are they going to ask for? They're going to ask for another thing. What else are they going to ask for? They're going to ask for another thing. So it is, I want, I want, I want. I want. There's nothing wrong for a child to want. There's nothing wrong so don't say, you know, the Bible says, ah, you know, which one of your children will ask you for bread and you will give them a stone. There's nothing wrong with wanting, right? But that does not mean that you have grown or you are growing. So the moment, what's the difference? The moment you 
start to say that you are growing, when you see that you are growing, your wants stop being your wants. It stops being, your, your prior point stop being what I want. It starts being what does, what does God want that is true. But before that, it is I want for, for others. So I want for others. Okay? So what can I get for others? Oh, my daddy has this. I'm going to go and get it for my friend. That is what a child does, right? But that's when they know that their father has. So they want, say, mommy, can I, you know, can I get Freezy for me and my friends? That is a child. But you are growing. The moment your wants and needs or your prayer points start being for what do others want, it is a sign that you are growing. That you genuinely want. Nobody is forcing you. Nobody is pushing you. Nobody is, oh, you must. If it's just, if it's coming from you, you are looking and saying, oh, I, I, I wish God can't please do something about this person. And you take it upon yourself and say, I, am, I want this for this person. And you're talking to God. Nobody's asking you. And you're talking to God. Say, God, please, let's talk to, I need to, please, what are you doing about this person? Not that when you come to church and pastor forces you to go around and pray for other people. That doesn't count, right? It's good to pray for other people. But it is a situation where it's no longer about just what you want. It is also about the needs of others. Then when you grow from there, then you now get to what my brother talked about. It's not now what are our needs, but what does God want? That is, it is a, an indication or a reflection of the things that God would have you do. Of what, where you are spiritually. So that's how one of the ways you can know. Proverbs 11.25. Proverbs 11.25. Let's go there, please. Proverbs 11.25. The generous man shall be prosperous and enriched, and he who waters himself will be watered. You see, it says a generous, a generous what? A generous man shall be prosperous. Man. So you see, that is another thing, again, that you will use to know whether you are a child. You see, it's not just the world, the way the world works is this. You are for yourself, 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 yourself. But by the time you start, by the time you are growing, you will find out that you will be more willing to give. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. So if all that you are doing or you, all that you are getting, you are keeping for yourself. I was talking about the things that you have. If you are not giving, and what are the things? Remember when we talked about giving? What are the things you can give? You can give your time, number one. Number two, you can give your talent. Thank you. Number three, you can give your money or resources so every time you are saying you know what 
this person needs this. I'm going to bake for them. You know, that is the sign of somebody that is growing. Oh, this person needs, or oh, the children, you know, like I always talk about what um, uh, Felicia does when she comes with sweets for the only the children. I don't know why, but I, I sneak in there sometimes and I line up, you know. But it is a, it is a, it is, but nobody asked her to do it, you know, but it's something that came from her heart. This is what she wants to do, right? You know, and it's the, when you do it and you do it willingly and you do it freely, free, yeah, freely. <laughs> if you do it, say you just do it and nobody asks you. That is, that is a sign that you are growing. Um, my wife accosted me once upon a time and said, you used to give more when I married you. She, she used to, yeah, she said, I knew you to be a giver. What happened to you? And I couldn't say anything because it was true. I used to be a giver, even more than I am now. Much more than I am now. So, but the cares of this world, the, the cares of this world, they choked it out of me. I am getting back there. I am trying, right? So that's why I said, you know, I'm, there's some certain stages I am not there yet, okay? So please, try and understand, yeah? The next one, they cannot control their tongue. So if I ask, do you want this? Like you see some, they're talking to, take him in there. And he just shouted, no. You know, what about this? He says, oh, no. And then maybe you are working with somebody and then all of a sudden they start to blot out some of the things. That you said, what? Well, who told you to say that? You know, a child cannot control what they say. Somebody please open to 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11. So, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11. I reason as a child does, but when I become a man, my thoughts grew far beyond those of my childhood. And now I have put away the childish things. So you see what he thinks he's saying. He's saying that when I was a child, I thought like a child. I behaved like a child. How does a child talk? How does a child talk? I, no, no, no. But yes, I want. But what else? He talks without restraints. No boundary. <laughs> no secrets yes Ochuko reminded me that the reason why is might be because of uh, the song that song no boundaries no limits that's why you are talking the way you are talking without any boundaries or limits that's a child so you see that is how you know a child what else does a child do with what they say what they say they say they talk without thinking about the future. Or how it affects other people. Without thinking about the consequence. Thank you. So, 
When you find that you are unable to control your tongue, you are, it is a, an evidence that you are still a child. So this is ex- an example. They don't, they talk without, they talk without thinking about what, they just talk, just blurt it out. It is, there's nothing wrong with it. You are still a child. They talk in the moment. Yes. Right now. We'll talk to in the moment. Right now. Regardless of what happens in the future, things around them. So, you see, that is what happens when we start as children. That is why the, the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 3, I think, verse 1, it says that, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1 says, I would, I would talk to you as adults, but you are still children. Why? Because they're in your midst, they're still quarreling. There's still dissension. They're still fighting. They're still, they're still backbiting. They're still, I would talk to you as adults, but unfortunately you are not. So when you find yourself gossiping, talking about others, because don't forget something, right? Let's, let's remember something. The Bible says, the Bible says, when I was hungry, you did not give me to eat. When I was thirsty, you did not give me to drink. When I was in the hospital, you did not come to. So they said, now said, when did we see, when did he do that? And did not, when, when were you sick and we did not come to attend to you? What does that by the scripture says? The one that you do to the least of my brothers, you do unto me. So, in other words, whatever you are saying against me, you're saying against Jesus. No, it's not, I'm not making this up. Whatever I say against Sachoma, I am saying against Jesus. Whether I am saying it to her face or I am saying it behind. Paul was persecuting the Christians, right? And he was killing, you know, he was arresting and killing Christians from place to place. He saw a light. What did Jesus Christ say? Why are you persecuting? He didn't say, why are you persecuting Christians? He says, why are you persecuting me? In other words, what so, if you find out that you are still talking about me, you are still a child. <laughs> if you tell out that you are still talking about Payokumi, you are still a child. <laughs> if you find out you are still talking about Aaron, you are still a child. If you are still backbiting and still doing all those things, you are still a child. Are we together? We are talking about how do you know what your state is? How do you know you are still a child? Next one. They believe that the position or status on earth or in the church will be translated to heaven. 
they believe that whatever happens, you know, I am a big person here on earth. That means I will be a big person in heaven. That is a childish thought. Oh, I have done this on earth. Therefore, it is, it is you know, I'm, I'm, I'm skilled here on earth. Therefore, that means I know it all on earth here. That means I know it all in heaven. My father is a... <laughs> so I will go to heaven based on the fact that my father is a pastor. Or what are the other things? So when you start hearing things like that, that you find out that based on the things that are here, you want to go to heaven and do those same things. It automatically translates to heaven. You are still a child. You are still a child. But what did we say? You know, being a child is not a bad thing. But it just means that you will not access your inheritance. No, but in, in actual fact, your inheritance might be taking a long time because you are still a child. Exactly. It's not a problem. Well, it's a choice, right? We choose to remain children in the spirit. Yes, sir. In our physical time. Yes. If you born a child today. Yes. Within a year, a child doesn't. Uh, 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 grow. Uh, grow. Yes. Is you will keep on worrying. You'll be time, worried about the child. Is, is okay. Something wrong with this. Yes, child. I agree. What, what, what does? What about God? Okay. Yeah. What about God? Right. The Bible says God says, "I wish that you were hot or cold, but because you are neither, I will spit you out." So God does not desire that we just chill. You know, we are just chilling. No. He's desiring that we grow. Even if it is just a... Look, even if you say it is, I did this today and I did this tomorrow. One baby, tiny toddler step. No. Better than backwards. Better than backwards. A toddler step is better. So much better. And that is one of the reasons why Reading your Bible is good because it shows you what you think or what you are feeling. All right? All right? The next one. Um, hmm. Okay, so, sorry. This scripture, I want us to read it first. Hebrews 11.24. Hebrews 11.24. Hebrews 11.24. Hebrews 11.24. Moses, when he had grown up, refused sorry, I, please again. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh. So daughter. you see, it says by faith, Moses, when he was of age, when he had grown, when was that? How old was he? Forty. So you see, what what does the Bible say? He, he by when he had what grown, so before 40, he was not, he wasn't grown. If he had continued staying till 60, are we together? 
The Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he was of age, at 40, he says, I will no longer be called Pharaoh's son. When you become of age, you take responsibility for the things that you would or would not happen, have happened. When you become of age, you take responsibility like what we said. On top of that, you also now know that you have to, you know, it is, it is up to you. So it is not somebody telling you what to do. It is you choosing to do it yourself. Out of the willingness of your heart, you say, by faith, I am doing this. When I am old, I am doing this. Yes. When you take on responsibility voluntarily more, will authority come with it? That's a very good question. If you take on responsibility, does authority come with it? That is, it is a very good question. The short answer is no. Because you want something does not mean that you are authorized to do it. How do you know when you are authorized to do something? I think, I'm not sure if we have talked about this before. We have, we did. We talked about it when we were talking about law. We were talking about righteousness. And when we talked about righteousness, we talked about the law. And we talked about the law of gravity. And we talked about the law of the natural laws, the spiritual laws, and so on and so forth. Now, if I want to jump out of the window and fly, am I authorized to, do, to fly? No. So, regardless of how I want to fly, if I keep trying and jumping, I will end up getting tired if I don't injure myself. Because if it's, it's just the one-story building. But as long as I am not authorized, if I continue doing it, you will find, and, and this is how you know that you are authorized or not. And for the sake of time, I'll just try and keep it quick. The stress associated with what you are doing becomes a problem. So if you are doing something and it is so stressful and it is so stressful and it is so stressful and that is one way you can know. Another way you can know if God has told you this is what you go and do. Like Paul, he says, look, oh, I know that the Spirit is asking me to go to Rome and I know that this will happen. I know that there will be persecutions. I know that there will be this. You know that you are going and you, are, you know you are expecting it. So you see the difference between everything is the knowing. Yes, ma. You know, there's something I say to my children. Yes. It, never, it never gets easy. I mean, yes. I don't know whether you understand what I'm telling yes, you. Yes, I hear you. I know I should pray every yes. day. But it's not that I wake up and I'm... Uh, you, know, you are excited I'm not to pray. All the time. Yes. Sometimes I am, but sometimes yes. I'm not. So does that then mean that... You are not authorized to pray. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, okay. So, but you see, this, this is why I said... In trying to answer it, because he, he asks a question that is has layers on top. Let it not now be that. Say, oh, because I cannot pray, uh, therefore I'm not authorized you know, because to pray. Paul says daily, day, I daily, put my body on that. I to totally agree. So, you see, part of what happens is this. And that's why it is the key thing I was emphasizing, man, is the fact that it is the knowing. What would God have you do? And that is how you will know from, because it's one thing, because the Bible says it is God that works in us both to will and to do. So the desire that you are having does not mean that you are authorized. 
if you desire to do something or desire to create something or do, you need to get authorization from the one who gave you the desire. That is the first step you have to take. So, Peter saw Jesus walking on water. He desired to go and meet him. What did he do? Did he just jump out and say, hey, Jesus, ah, let me... <laughs> did, he, did he do that? No. He said what? If it is you, ask me to come. So in other words, authorize me to come and meet you. And still, even with the authorization, he has all the authorization in the world and he still was sinking. Do you, are we together? So authorization on its own is a, tot, is a lot, or is a totally different topic. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, um, uh, with uh, Paul said, mm -hmm. I discipline myself daily. Yes. If you're growing, because I know prayer is not something like, it's not exciting. Mm. People feel it's boring. Mm. Yeah. And Paul said, I discipline myself daily. Mm -hmm. That If you're growing, I think that should be our thing to discipline ourselves. Because sometimes I talk with, I talk on the phone maybe an hour plus. Yes. Then one mind will just say, now you talk one hour. Yes. <laughs> Can you can you pray one hour? So you see, you are preaching my message. Oh, <laughs> so which is the next? The, you see, so this is what we want to do. You have a question. What if you're doing like a test that you're stressed out because if you don't, if you fail, you'll get a zero and you can't go to college. So it might be that you want to. You want there are so many things that might be involved, but try and understand one thing. What we are talking about today is how do you know? How do you assess yourself? How do you how do you know that you have grown? How do you know that we have been talking about growth this whole year? We have been talking about growth this whole year, but how do you know that you? How do you assess yourself? That you are growing spiritually. How do you know that your perception has grown? How do you know? So I will answer your question next week. Remember the question. I will ask, I will ask it. I will answer it next week. The other thing as well is that we've seen, and because of our time, we'll try and hurry up, is that we make decisions based on the flesh. We only decide based on the flesh. Oh, you know, God says do this. No, 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 no. I am not doing it because I am hungry right now. Come on, come and pray. No, 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 no. I'm talking on the phone. Praise God. So, I'm sleeping. Don't disturb me right now. I am tired. Yes. I, I want to buy myself. Pay, or pay your tithes. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not yet time. So, the next one. Are we together? The next one is they believe that their growth is the responsibility of somebody else. That's a child. I am not growing because that's a child. If it is that a situation of, um, what's it called now? If it is a situation that, if let's say for example, a child is hungry, they start to cry. Why? Because daddy hasn't fed me. 
Mommy hasn't fed me. That's a child. Right? They fall down and they start, they start to complain. They say, because mommy has not done it. Says, like, I want to eat. The food is there. But mommy hasn't fed me or daddy hasn't fed me. My diaper is dirty. They complain and complain because mommy and daddy have not done what they are supposed to do. So, Sometimes, as a child, you think that you, your growth is responsible, you, your parents are responsible for your growth. Sometimes, as a child, you think that your pastor is responsible for your growth. Sometimes, as a child, you think that your husband or your wife is responsible for your growth. Sometimes, as a child, you think that your fill in the blanks, your teacher is responsible for the growth of your of your of your of your children, and so on and so on. <laughs> Uh, the last one, I believe, for now, is they believe that the suffering is proof that God does not love them. Hebrews 5, 7 to 9. They believe that suffering is, is, is a result because they are pain, they are suffering, they are stressed with, the, with a, something that they, are not, they don't believe that the suffering... Anyway, I'll paraphrase this. The Bible says there that Jesus learned obedience from the things that he suffered. So, in essence, part of the things that happens is this, that when you want to move away from the child, the next step is, after you move from a child, it's not being a friend, it's being a disciple. And a disciple means... Discipline. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. What does discipline mean? No, discipline, not necessarily correct. What? To make after something, yes, but what does it mean? Discipline. Discipline can mean that, but what else? To follow a structure or a standard. The moment you, the moment you want to be a, a, a world-class runner, what do you do? You train. Training is repeating over and over and over and over. Whether you are happy, whether you are sad, whether it is morning, whether it is night, whether it is raining, whether it is sunshine, you are doing it over and over. I, whether, it, whether, whether if, they are, if you find good runners, you find out that they will wake up, regardless of what the weather is, they're off. That is discipline. And that is where you find out that that's where your, um, the one that you were talking about, that the discipline comes as a result of, that's how you know that you are growing, that you discipline yourself, which is part of the things I was trying to get to, which was my last point, but Satyama started the, the point for us. So, in the end, how do you know that you are growing? It is that you are choosing to discipline yourself. Oh, I am growing because I will not let this happen. I will not let that happen. We will stop there today because that is the end. And I'm sorry I took longer than we did, but I needed us to get to the end of this particular top. Well, we are not at the end. We have one more for next week and we'll be done. We can never be done. We can do this for a whole year. Um, but the major thing is try and understand that 
you are we still a child? So the next one, we want to just stand to our feet and say, God, help me to grow. Channels of my spirit, open up. I am with the Father, open up. No boundaries, no limits, open up. Let deep call on to deep, open up. So I want us to pray that God help me to grow. Help me to grow, oh God. Help me to grow. Lord, help me to grow. 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 So accessing yourself. We have seen how to assess yourself, whether you are growing or you are not. So always make sure that you are growing. God, help me to grow. Let's commit our week into God's hands. Let's ask God that this week help me to grow. As I've started this week, Father, help me to grow. Let me not do the things. Let me not remain the same. Let me not remain the same place that I, I remained. Help me to grow, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for investing your time in listening. Start a new adventure with us by reaching out on phone at 306-850-4356 through our website at www.rccgwgt.ca or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Warm and Glory Tabernacle, birth in His glory, creating a place of God's presence and establishing His kingdom on earth.